Hi everyone, it's Maria and welcome to the Breaking Up With Toxicity podcast. Thank you for being with me today. Each week I will connect with people as they share relatable life experiences. We will talk about and at times challenge reoccurring unhealthy and toxic patterns that keep you from the changes you want to see as you break these unhealthy cycles. So let's get started and see where the show will take us today. Be sure to listen and don't forget to follow so that you never miss an episode. In adulthood, people repeat these and they project them onto their kids. Mm-hmm. And people don't recognize, oh, this is what it's all about. You know, it's an expectation of me to always always pick up the phone if my parent calls. Well, no, your parent has an anxious attachment style. They need validation because of whatever is going on. Maybe they don't feel secure or they need someone to validate it. So now they project it onto you. So odds are you're going to do that to whoever is in your life. Got you. Yep. And, and you think it's, oh, I just, oh, I want to You think them. it's okay. You think yeah, it's, well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. None of this is bad. It's, it's so important to understand. And it's like, okay, so you know what I tell my clients? Before you call or text somebody, ask yourself, why are you doing it? What are you looking to gain from it? What value does it have? Mm-hmm. If you ask that question, I'm sorry, of yourself half of the time, you probably wouldn't se- send half of the texts that you do. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. I try to avoid texting everybody. There's only a few people to wear <laughs> group chats and stuff like that. Just because I hate typing half the time, I'm typing to everybody at work. And the last thing I want to do is have a meaningless conversation. So I'm right to the point. You want to go out this weekend with the boys? No. Okay, done. You're out. That's it. Easy, quick. Right. But in in intimate relationships and then even in friendships, how often somebody does, it's because a lot of times when like, what do they call it? Spamming. When that happens, that means whoever that person is on the other end is feeling anxious, whatever insecurities are going on. Their expectation hasn't been met of that person to respond. Now the fears start to set in. And then that's why they go into this, like, um, I need to talk to them. I need to know what happened. I need to know where they are because it's their insecurities. So, so is that somewhat relate to as well of, as let's say, you know, sudden breakup, you ghost somebody, right? I know that's been a popular thing and, and one person wants answers and all they can try and do is just tr- keep trying and trying and trying and reaching out to somebody and they're not getting anything. Is that, is, does that kind of fall into that loop as well too? Like when someone ghosts somebody? Yeah, yeah. Like let's say you're you're talking to somebody, right? Let's let's say you know a guy or a guy and a girl are talking, and the guy's like, "Hey, you know, I'm not really feeling this chick anymore. Let me go talk to another girl." Right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't even doesn't even tell her I'm not stop I'm not gonna you know, stop talking to you or anything. Give her no closure whatsoever. Does it come to a sense as far as like it's a closure thing as well? Well, that's that all depends. Maybe he thinks that that's like, okay, and doesn't really see that there's anything wrong with it. Maybe he's not doing that to be um, rude or mean. It's, it could have been normalized for him. It could where have been normalized, yeah. It, it, a lot of things are normalized. It's like the expectation mm-hmm. of to be courteous and respectful. Somebody else may see something wrong with it and somebody else doesn't. The person that seen, sees something wrong with it needs some sort of validation. They need to know not 
you know, letting them know and just doing it doesn't so sit well because sometimes what that can mean is like they may feel, even though they may not say it to somebody, they may feel like, well, what's wrong with me? So this still circles back to that enmeshment type oh, your of behavior, right? Style. Your um, your family, yeah. uh-huh. if your family's enmeshed, the probability is a lot higher that you will develop one of these unhealthy attachment styles and especially if there's trauma Mm -hmm. intergenerational trauma it's around it it could have been your great 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 parents and each generation this was projected on them each generation modified and changed it up a little bit so they Mm -hmm. we keep on breaking cycles and when people keep keep on breaking cycles many times People don't know what this is about. That's why when I hear people, even you, like, oh, it's part of our culture. What is part of our culture? Food is part of your culture. History is part of your culture. Books mm-hmm. are part of your culture. Uh, music and dance. How you treat people, how is that part of your culture? Truth. That's the truth. But I think, I think again, like, to, to their defense, they didn't know. Like, like no, I mean, no, I'm, I'm even trying to defend them either. It's just like, no, no, they didn't know. That's their thing. It's like, they didn't know. So like me questioning saying, well, why the hell does this person have to show up? Why can't I be like my buddy? You know what I mean? It's just well, why like, can't oh. you do that? So I, I'm oh. going to challenge you. Why can't you do that? Well, well, I will, I will, I will stand my ground with a few things, but you know, once that, once that time comes, I would love to come back on here and literally <laughs> explain to everybody how I, either won, how I either won that battle or I lost it miserably. Okay. All right. Cause I would love to, talk, love to share my experience regarding that. All right. I'm going to help you prepare now. Do you have a pen and paper? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Write this down. You can start preparing for this. So no matter when this happens, you could not only prepare, you could start practicing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Physical boundaries. Emotional boundaries. Time boundaries. And sexual boundaries. Okay. Okay. You have homework. I do, I do. You keep you, you, you know, you're leaving me off with more homework than I didn't that I had in college. I'm not even kidding with you. you know? I literally just showed up and took tests tests at the time, and I wrote an essay here and there. You know, <laughs> more homework I know, than but... I had in college. <laughs> this all helps understand you. You can still make the same choices that you want you that you want to make. You'll understand where they're coming from and why. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. That's what it does. Most people, especially in a mesh and enmeshed families, there's no such things as boundaries. If you were in the middle, you know, if you're in the middle of doing something and you know, you, it was, you were interrupted. It didn't matter what you were doing. You just got up or you stopped what you were doing. That leads into adulthood. If you follow the patterns there, start to pay attention to patterns. Uh, Geneogram. That's a wonderful exercise to do. It's like a family tree. I have everyone work on a geneogram because it shows the dynamics and relationships with people. Even though, you know, like you can, you can tell me many different stories about various people, relationships within the family, Mm -hmm. but when you write it down, it makes it concrete. It's a, it's a visually, you can see this. So 
the way it works is at the bottom, you would put yourself and your sibling. Above that would be your parents. And then above them would be their parents. And then if you wanted to add, let's say, uh, your uncles and aunts from both sides. Damn. Some people. That's like 100 people just right there. I know. But you know what? The story that it tells, it's amazing. It is amazing. I might, I might copy my aunt. My aunt does that currently. So I might have to copy, you know, she even does it extended too. I give her a lot of credit as well. Family tree says, gives you different information. This from a therapeutic um, mm -hmm. exercise. This is, all right, I want you to talk about, I want you to describe what your relationship is like with your sister, your brother, whoever it may be. Then I want you to describe what it is it like with each of your parents separately. And then your siblings relationship with your parents and then your the relationship between your parents together and then their relationship with each of their parents, right? So that's your grandparents. And then the relationship that your grandparents had with each other and then uncles and aunts, you'd be amazed what you learned from there. And a lot of the times what I hear people say, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm like my aunt. I'm like my uncle. I'm like this aunt. I'm, I'm like, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was actually just going to use her, her family tree thing and just have it already all spread out for me already <laughs> instead of doing double the work, to be honest with you. But yeah. Well, that's fine. You can do that, but you can look at it from a relationship dynamic and mental mm. health, you know, point of view, and you'll have a very different um, tree come out of that. I believe it. I believe it. Very different tree. Right, I, I have some homework. I have homework again. <laughs> it's all for the good there's so the more you know is, about is, yourself yeah. and it's actually not it's complex and at the same time it's not when you understand the complexity if that makes any sense yeah because even like thought patterns it's like well what are thought patterns well we all have these but they become irrational when they do when they're problematic in our life and yeah. Again, that means something different for everyone. But when people recognize that they're always stressing or they're always upset, I'm going to give an example. Someone that personalizes, they call a friend, the friend doesn't call them back. They may feel like, what did I do? What did I say to them? Did I get upset? This does impact your quality of life. Maybe not. There's a lot of discomfort. Most people don't think about this thing. They're just kind of like, oh, that's just how they think or feel. Learn what it is, though. Because it has a name. Yeah. Once you know the name of it, uh, actually, are you willing to uh, do an exercise that I do with my clients? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm all okay. for it. You know me. <laughs> okay. All right. So are you you're sitting down? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, good. I want you as relaxed as you can be. No stress, mm -hmm. no frustration, no anger, no nothing. You're just like chill. You're just sitting there. You're relaxed. You good? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm. I got my my eyes closed. I'm. I'm meditating. I'm ready to go. Okay, that's really relaxed. Good. Now I'm gonna and listen to me carefully. I'm gonna wrap a bubble around you. You're gonna have about a half a foot of space between you and that bubble. You're gonna sit nice and comfortable in there. You're safe. Good. Nothing can touch you. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to walk over to you. So I'm walking over to you and I'm going to tap on that bubble. Tell me exactly how you felt and what you felt when I did that. Is it weird that I felt like the, the top of my forehead move? 
Okay. What else did you feel? Um, What's nothing word? really other than any just, word. Uh, kind of relaxed, to be honest with you. I felt relaxed. Is that should I not feel relaxed? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, somebody's getting in my personal space and I feel relaxed. Why is that, why is, is that relaxation? I, Maria, are you putting me to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> no, this really tells a lot about people. And people at first, I know they're like, oh, Maria, this is so silly. I'm like, no, it's not. Wait, you're going to see you how got, much I'm going to, I'm going to learn you about got a you. Me. You got a bubble around me and I feel relaxed. Why should I, why, why should I feel what's it called nervous? I got a bubble that, you know, is, uh, a foot and a half away from me. Why should I feel nervous? You just you poked me. I know who you are. I don't feel I don't feel threatened. I feel relaxed. Right. So what that tells me about you that tells me that you are detached from everything outside of that bubble. I'm detached from everything outside of that bubble. So I only like things that are inside of my bubble. No, you are safe in your bubble. You keep things outside of your bubble. That's what that tells me about you. Yeah, think? yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm an open book. I'm, I'm okay. Give me another. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, uh oh. Now we're getting too personal. Oh no, 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 that's perfect. No, no, I, I would, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. I'm... You're very guarded. Now, let's say you had reacted and said, "Oh my God, the bubble exploded." I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. but all I did was tap on it. I didn't bang on it. Yeah, that's all I did. So when someone says that to me, I say to them, "Well, guess what." That means you catastrophize and you personalize. Mm. So they always have part of their homework is to do, figure out, well, I give them a homework sheet and they determine their irrational thought patterns. Then I'll yeah. do the exercise with them and I have figured it out based on how they respond. Now let's take somebody else. They, they're good. They're calm. They're all relaxed. Right. And I tap on that bubble. And they overreact like, oh my gosh, you, you punctured the, the bubble. I'm like, okay, so you are calm and relaxed. Why you, are you letting everything in your bottom, in your, in your bubble? So they look to bring everything inside. Oh, this, this simple exercise tells people a lot about what goes on mm -hmm. within themselves. Interesting. No, no. I mean, honestly, I thought you were going to go and say, hey, I tapped the bubble. How do you feel? I was like, ah, I feel pretty good. You know, you tapped it. I didn't move. I just felt like a nice sensation on my head. I was envisioning, you know, you tapping it, but it felt like, you know, real. It was easy. It was easy, you know? So I guess, you know. You don't let people inside your bubble. Now, no, now no, that no, we're no. I am in, and I am impenetrable. Okay. I am a 6'4 <laughs> so behemoth. Which... <laughs> Which attachment style? Oh, attachment style. I don't you know. could figure I don't know if you want. Do I want to figure it out? Yeah, do you want to figure it out? Yeah, why not? You could tell me. I'm, I'm okay but with this, it. I'm okay. But this brings us back to our, our culture, even though I think we got sidetracked. But it's, um, well, no, because you talked about that date and something being respectful. So respectful is from our expectations. Where do our expectations come from? So that's part of someone's core beliefs, what they were taught. How are they taught and instilled to us? It's our environment that we grow up, you know, that we grew up in. All right. So mm -hmm. my mom and dad reacted and acted this way. They projected whatever stuff. And we all do it. You're going to do it. I, we all do it. 
to each oh, generation, yeah. but it's recognizing it and undoing it so that it is healthier. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it is recognizing it and understanding. Oh, shoot. Right. Isn't that like the whole goal of it is like recognizing what your behavior is and then saying, oh, shoot, got to watch myself from doing that. Well, you break the cycles. That's like the, mm -hmm. that was actually good that you brought that up between you and your friend. He's breaking a cycle. He's not disrespecting anyone. No, well, no, I don't, doing... I don't think so either. I didn't yeah, think so either. But to others, maybe it may be viewed that way. He's breaking mm -hmm. a cycle. You're maintaining it. There's the difference. It, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. But, but like I said, the challenge is when the time comes and let's see back on it because I, I'm going to make sure everybody hears this, that I do come back. And, you know, <laughs> the battle is about to begin and well, uh, me, I hope not to go down without a fight. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, what you mentioned in a, actually, you know what? I wanted to get some insight also about what your girlfriend thought about your, your debut, but I also, you said something in there about your cousins and other relatives who never got to date or see their wives. Mm -hmm. And I, I also did want to touch up on that and hear from you. Like, what have you noticed that's different? Cause we're really good to say that we're breaking cycles and to an extent we are. However, at the same time, we aren't, we tell ourselves something that is not a total truth because people are so afraid to talk about it. Yeah. I think that was uh, a big thing uh, with, you know, previous generations and whatnot. Whereas, you kind of were set up like with somebody and that's kind of it, you know? Um, for example, my parents were in an arranged marriage, right? Um, so you kind of look at that and you're just kind of like, how the hell did these two people come together and, you know, make a life with one another, right? Um, whereas I'm kind of like, there's no way I could even do that in my life because I want to know who the heck I want to be with for the rest of my life, you know? So it's, it's, it's again, it's one of those situations. Um, where, you know, I, I kind of broke that mold for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I even broke the mold with a couple of cousins where they, you know, let's say they went back to the motherland, picked somebody out and was like, oh, that's it. Or, hey, I met her nine months ago by so-and-so. She comes from a good family. But what the hell does a good family mean? You know, like, yeah, I don't know. What is what, a good family? I don't know. I don't know. What does a good family mean? How does a good family define what a person is? You know what I mean? What is a good family? Right? I think every everybody has a different variation of good and bad, right? So I'm just kind of like, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to take my sweet old time and I'm going to try and figure out what I want in my life, right? I think, I think I, you know, so far right now, it's worked out so far, you know. Of course, I'll get backlash. I can't make everybody hurt, happy and whatnot, but I got to make myself happy first uh, and not put other people ahead of time, you know, because of, oh, a good family. I don't really care about that. I just, you know, I care more about the person than, coming from a quote unquote good family, like most people care about. Reminder, part of what you're saying is boundaries. When you um, had that, you know, the episode, our first episode together afterwards, when you spoke to your, your girlfriend about it, anything mm -hmm. that developed that you two recognized or that challenged the both of you? Um, to be honest with you, the number one thing had to be where we kind of looked at, looked at it, looked back at it at least, um, and kind of identified like, hey, you know, maybe we're not a hundred percent breaking molds, but you know, we we are. We're 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 living together. We are, you know, act actively dating. You know, obviously, you know, coming full circle, getting engaged and stuff like that. 
Are we still the same culture? Yes. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. It's more of like a personal preference when it comes down to things. Um, but again, you know, like a lot of times that we looked at it, um, we, you know, it was kind of like, uh, okay, well, you know, it's, it's not that bad. You know, we, we, we are doing, you know, our best. Uh, but then, then again, there's other things to where it's like, why the hell did you even think about going on a date with somebody that wasn't me? And I was like, you know, this is 10, this is 10 years ago. But, you know, it was the, it was the quick joke. Uh, we got over that really fast. Uh, she knows, obviously, she knows I had a life before, you know, I met her. And that's, you know, that's something she's accepted as well, too. Um, why wouldn't she? No, no, I'm just saying. Uh, you no, know, it's okay. You know, you know, part of my role is to challenge people. It's not proving a point to be right. It's to help somebody recognize that sometimes they don't even realize how many things they are continuing to normalize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but ultimately, I, uh, you know, I, I ultimately came down to the point, you know, I, I told her she knows a lot about, you know, what happened in the past. She didn't know specifically that I went on a date and I actually, you know, paid for her dinner or whatever it was. And she just kind of laughed at it. And she was like, when some, you lose some. She goes, it's okay. I'm still the chosen one. And she kind of made a little rhyme and rap to it. <laughs> so, you know, that's it. It was cute. It was cute. It was nothing, you know, as far as um, kind of being, how do I say this? Um, kind of being jealous in a way that I went out with somebody uh, that wasn't her. She was just kind of like, yeah, I know. You know, she was just like, you had your fun. And she made like the little mm -hmm. uh, eyebrow raise, like oh, you had your fun, huh? Uh, <laughs> and it was just kind of like a, like one of those things where it was just like, yeah, you brush it off. I, I didn't think, take it, think it was any harmful or anything like that. Okay. These are all good things to learn and talk mm -hmm. about. C keeping open communication is very important. No matter how maybe uncertain and challenging it may be for somebody, just talk about it. That's how, well, that's how you continue to grow and to break these cycles. What mm -hmm. do you think that, what are things that you would like to continue to break that don't sit well with you and you just haven't stepped out to do it yet? Mm, tough question. I think I gotta, I think I gotta think about this a little bit more. I don't know right off the top of my head. I, uh, I would, I would definitely have to sit and think about it and off the top of my, honestly, like I've tried not to be a people pleaser. Like I, I was once before, um, definitely do my own thing. Um, my bubble is my bubble. Okay. Um, I'll take, take the challenge very light, very, very seriously. Um, but I think that that might be something, right. It's, it's probably my bubble, right? Well, your attachment style, think about what I said earlier. When we learn these things about ourselves, we either have two choices. We either change them or we don't. And if we don't change them, we pass them along. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. But so if you someone know what? is good with passing that along, then you stay with it. If you're not good, mm -hmm. then you change it. Yeah. Well, I will definitely come back to you and let you know what exactly I would like to challenge myself with. If that's okay, okay with you. There's my, there's my question to you. That's how I'm going to leave it off with you. All right. To be Perfect. continued. <laughs> to be continued. All right, John. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Very much.